0: fake spike podcast we did not do a preview but this is just going to be a review but uh, i don't know that we would have hit this one anyway i mean everything was it was like bizarro world the jets got off to the strong start faded in the second half although you know we could have predicted the defense And i personally was going to say there's no way the jets put together two straight games so i would have predicted the loss but regardless it was uh it was another historically bad day fort what's going on man so let's begin with the
1: obvious on a day <laughs> when we actually have some positives to talk about like a fast start uh zach wilson shows some flashes elijah more clearly establishing himself as an able playmaker let's not uh let's not put him in the category of stupid superstar in the making but definitely showing himself to be an able playmaker and as if our head coach does not have enough on his plate in his first year where everybody's struggling He now has an absolute crisis at a fucking kicker position. Absolute crisis to find a kicker. I couldn't believe my eyes that the kid starts and ends his career with two missed extra points
0: and doesn't get another chance. I do believe it. You know why? Because I, as much as I was, and listen, I led the charge. I wanted Amendola out weeks ago. I was happy to see he was gone. But then I looked up this guy's stats, and I sent them to you last night, right? This guy is 70, 69 for for 96 on field goal kicks. And, all right, you want to, you wanna, hey, let's make some excuses for the guy. Maybe they were all long kicks. no. He was 12 of 18 from 30 to 39, which is atrocious, and he was 23 of 35 from 40 to 49 yards. So how does a guy like that whose college career was that bad even get a look? The Jets deserve everything they get with this crap. I mean, I understand. You know, listen, we all want an Amandola out of there, but, I mean, you, you, making a move just for the sake of making a move doesn't help anybody. That's bull. It's stupid.
1: And what's troubling to me is, Kicker is one position. They always say, let's look deeper than the stats. If you have an Alabama quarterback and you look at his stats after one specific game, the kid throws for 550 yards, six touchdowns, no interceptions. <clears throat> but then you look, they're playing against a Division two team. So stats right. can be they, deceiving. They're playing
0: the thread, the panel. You know?
1: but, <laughs> but the kicker, the kicker is one position where you can kind of let the stats lead you into saying this kid is worth my time or this kid doesn't. It's not deciding if a quarterback played in the Dome and now you're Green Bay potentially drafting him to play in the Elements. It's a kicker. If he played, I don't care if he played in goddamn Alaska with those stats, okay, he can hack it in the wind. There are so many kickers out there, veterans, kids who got a look and didn't work out, undrafted kids who got a look, undrafted kids who haven't gotten a look. And I'm sure that if I just close my eyes, reach into a fucking hat of available kickers, Within three picks, I'll get somebody who had better stats that would at least entice us to say, well,
0: worth a look. I think you're probably overstating that. There's <laughs> a fairly good chance the odds are you would pick it on the first try. It wouldn't even be three tries. I mean – no you're neck. absolutely right. Kicking is the one thing that translates you can if you can kick in college, you can kick in the pros. This is not linebacker where, you know, the speed of the game is gonna is gonna pass you by and you're just not good enough. I mean, this is kicking is kicking. And I don't and you're absolutely right. I don't care how much pressure, how much this, how much that. If you're that bad in college, there is no way you should even get a look in the NFL. There's was- no reason they should have even brought him in
1: this was literally a gift when you're making, when you're a kicker, a nervous rookie in your first, imagine if his first kick was a 47 yard field goal. Shit with his accuracy, a 32 yard field goal. It's, I mean, it just, what a way, what a gimme to kind of get your confidence, get the blood flowing. He misses. And as soon as he missed first, you kind of, I don't want to say you knew it because everybody can say that, but the way he, his body language, he shot down and the, there's a reason they say you gotta have a short memory in sports. Shake it off, pat your chest, let the guys know. My fault, fucked it up. But he hung his head like somebody just texted him that his grandfather passed away. No doubt, and that was really troubling. Right. Like you knew he was just—he was gone. He was done. But and, uh, yeah, oh, and, he was.
0: T- yeah, he was totally gone because after the second miss, they never even thought of going back to him. They went for it on fourth down. They went for a two-point conversion. So his 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 day and obviously his career was effectively over after that second miss. They didn't even think about going back to him. And in the second half, when they were down fifteen, you're thinking like, all right, the Jets in order to to get back into this, are going to have to win the game by a point because they're not going to kick an yep. extra point and then go for two they're gonna go for two two- point conversions and win because they, they obviously had no confidence in the guy and it's just and it's warranted it's warranted I don't understand why that was the guy they brought in somebody on one of the um one of the forums pointed out that uh Stephen goskowski was out there so I mean great I mean the guy's at the end of his career but you're gonna tell me goskowski would have missed both extra points like that i mean yeah I, I am not a proponent of kickers I have no problem with the Jets letting letting Jason Meyer walk for $3 million a couple of years ago. Absolutely
1: agree with you. Yeah.
0: And at the end of the day, the Jets have not been in very many games over the past few years. So as bad as their kicking has gone, I defy you, you or anybody else, to go out there and find a game where the kicker directly costs us a game. Find me a late field goal or a late extra point. There's not many. If there's any at all, there's not many. So we – have not been paying for kickers for a few years, and it has not killed us because we we haven't needed them, but at some point you 're going to need one all of that said with me not being a proponent and still realizing that the jets have are you know have not needed a kicker, why would you let a big time vet sit out there and listen i don 't even know if the guy wants to play whatever i'm just saying somebody pointed it out the fact that he was even out there is worth a phone call. And who knows if they did it. But when you eventually decide you're... You, listen, if you want to cut Amendola on Monday because he sucked and this is the only thing you can come up with, fine. You made a mistake, that's it. But there was a competition and they let this guy be the kicker. That doesn't make any sense at all to me. That's that's where I'm like, what? Really? Scratching so that means my he
1: actually made one out of ten in practice. Right, right. Uh, Amendola
0: probably missed all ten and this guy yeah. made two. And they're like, all right, well, lesser of two evils. It's now, just- last, last question on
1: the kickers thing. Uh, yeah. And then I just... I, before we jump into discussing the game, I do want to mention that I watched the first half. The second half, I glanced at So I missed the Jets really laying an egg in the second half because I had to work. So you'll kind of have to yeah. help me catch up. But the last thing on kickers, do you bring back Amendola or do you find another name in a hat?
0: I would probably just go find another name in a hat. I think you look like, yeah, you look like a complete, like that's like, you know, (laughs) that's like, and I always try and equate everything to dating because it's the thing everybody can relate to. That's like, you know, you're in high school and you're dating this chick and you, and and you don't ask her to the prom. You want to go with another girl, right? And the other girl turns you down and you go back to this one and say, okay, I want to go with you now. That's, I mean, that's just, you look like an idiot like that. That's what the Jets would look like going back to Amendola. That's not, now if there's nobody else out there then I guess you got to go back to him and do some mea culpa, e crow, whatever, whatever. Don't,
1: expression you don't tell me there's nobody out there. There is always <laughs> a kicker looking for a job. Always. not for the jets. <laughs> that, that's, that's true. But listen, maybe they'll give him a chance to put something on tape. But, uh, we just spent eight minutes, almost almost eight minutes, talking about a kicker. That is how pathetic our life of a jet fan is.
0: Well, and the funny thing is, is I had friends today like I can't believe this with the kicker, blah blah. At the end of the day, I don't care how much he screwed up the momentum. The way that defense played, you could have Adam Vinatieri there in his prime, and it wasn't going to make a difference. I don't care if he if you would have made those extra points, they would have just been 21-21, and then the wheels would have fell off anyway. You cannot tell me that the kicker took away the offense's momentum enough that that it also affected the defense there's no way that was all on the kicker so yet again another game where the kicker sucked and and he definitely took some life out of the Jets sales but it wasn't the reason the Jets lost you can never pin anything on anything but that defense this is about the fifth or sixth game this year which is about half that the Jets defense has been absolutely like schoolyard material. They're just getting ripped up for huge yards. And and I thought of you, man, third and nineteen, and they freaking give up this, this ridiculous big play that they have no business giving up. I mean, th- do you know the play I'm talking about? Third and nineteen? No, no. Okay, so third and nineteen, Minshew's on the run. He's whatever. He throws a pass to a guy who is so wide open that he, he he was able to catch the ball at a weird angle run back three yards with his momentum turn around and <laughs> run 10 more yards to get a first down before anyone was even near him this is this is the kind of defense we're talking about third and 19 the guy catches the ball goes back two yards probably about eight yards from a first down there was nobody even near him and he turned around and ran for 10 yards before before someone touched him it's that's what the defense has been like all year. So I don't care if it's Zach Wilson. I don't care if it's the coaching. I don't care if it's the atrocious kicking. None of them are the reason the Jets have lost this game or several others. It is the defense all the way.
1: I I agree with you. I wish I wish I could play devil's advocate here. I really am pulling for this defense, mostly because it's young guys and I I worry about their confidence, but. Uh... You got to call a spade a spade. They laid an egg, they played like shit, and they caused the Jets the game. I don't want to hear any excuses about the kicker cost us the momentum. I can agree with that if the Jets often said that, fuck, he really killed our momentum. It was none of that. The Jets offense put up, the next drive, they put up a touchdown. The defense simply got embarrassed, exposed, muscled and bullied around, and uh, it Philadelphia just big brothered them, and I've used that phrase on a podcast before because this wasn't just – it wasn't a loss. It wasn't the fact of how many points they put up. It's the fact that just in the first half that I watched, they looked absolutely helpless in, stretch, in, in stretches. Uh, a certain drive, Dal, Dallas Goddard, who's having a fairly <laughs> quiet season, looked like Travis Kelsey on steroids. It, huh. j- just just Incredible absolutely incredible how they make these guys there's Minshew wasn't good enough for fucking jacksonville for jacksonville and he's running around like he's an old pro putting up all kinds of stats against the jets defense
0: yeah anybody who wants to say that the kicker took away the momentum is full of shit because by the time the jets scored the third touchdown they were ahead it's not like they were losing they were still ahead it was 18 14 and then from there it got stupid you want to talk to me about momentum the Eagles' first seven possessions of the game, and the eighth possession was the very end of the game when they and they ended up having the punt before the, before the Jets' last drive. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal. Seven possessions in a row they scored, and the Jets couldn't stop them. Worth a shit on any of these drives. Seven possessions, dude. Thirty three points, That's, and I'm sure you know if they didn't have the backup quarterback in there or they were a better team, two or three of those other touchdowns, uh, field goals would have been touchdowns. Just could have lost this game fifty six to eighteen. You know, I mean, it's just. Was it's brutal. A, it's brutal.
1: Part of the third quarter, when the third quarter was winding down, I believe, and Mac, I don't want to misspeak, but I believe I heard one of the announcers say that in the entire third quarter, yep. the Jets offense had the ball for 70 seconds.
0: Well, you said you didn't see the second half, and that was the first thing I was going to bring up when I got to it. The second half, the Eagles took the first drive down and took seven and a half minutes off the clock. So by the time the Jets saw the ball, there was six six minutes and 40 seconds left, something like that. And they went three and out and then see the ball for the rest of the quarter. So the Jets had the ball for a minute and 10 seconds in the third quarter. So. Not only is that ridiculous, I mean, how does that happen, but that means that since the, the Eagles got the ball at the end of the, sec, at the, end of the second quarter, and then you know, the, the Jets went three and out at one point in the second quarter, Zach Wilson and the offense did not see the field for an hour of, of real time, an hour. Now you can't. I don't care how fucking great you are, or how prepared you are, how anything. If you do not get on the field for an hour, but this is—I mean—sit here. What were you doing an hour ago? What has happened in between an hour ago and now? I mean, it's an eternity. No, it's, think it's about obscene. It, it's absolutely yeah, obscene. Think about sitting on the sideline waiting to get your chance on a cold day. You get cold. You, you know, you you lose any momentum you had. You want to talk about momentum? It wasn't the kicker. It was the defense. I keep saying this in the third quarter. By the time the Jets saw the ball in the third quarter, they had seen the ball in about an hour because halftime in between and then they had the ball for 70 seconds of football time which might have been you know two minutes of real time and, he, and then didn't see it for the rest of the quarter so for an, almost an hour and let's let's just say an hour and 20 minutes the Jets sort of ball one time for three plays i mean this is and you, you know can't the, win games like that
1: and there are some idiot jet fans who are going to argue that it's the offense is folded they couldn't sustain the drive which is a a fraction of an argument that i can I can listen to, but it makes no sense because if you allow the Eagles offense to sustain two drives of over seven minutes, that is on you, defense. It's not like you gave up a big play, shake it off, blown coverage. You simply had zero ability to stop a drive you could not get off the field you couldn't make stops on first down second down third down that is on you guys at a certain point whether it's pride whether it's execution you got to dig in and you got to stop the fucking drive you got to make a third down stop and you got to get off the field
0: yeah, and the, here's the thing about the defense. Um, the, to your point about them being young and inexperienced and everything, it is not even that. This this team has so many injuries on defense. They went into the season undermanned to begin with, right? You, you lost Lawson, who is your pass rusher, and that, your pass rusher is going to open up the game for your interior alignment. So, so guys like Quinn and Williams and and you know and and the the invisible Franklin Franklin whatever Myers, right? These guys would do that much better with an edge rusher, but the Jets have no edge rusher. Then you have no secondary, which we knew going into the season, the Jets had one guy, right? The rest of it's terrible. The linebackers, the linebackers are not very good. So you have basically injuries all over the place. Marcus May is gone. Uh, Bryce Hall has been good. CJ Mosley is i i don't you didn't see it you weren't watching the third quarter i'll tell you about this in a second but the jets defense is made up of mostly guys who would not even be backups on most teams a lot of the guys on the jets defense are not even backups for this team they weren't supposed to be there the jets are piecing things together with with scotch tape and and, and duct tape at this point point. and it's not an excuse for why they suck they sucked anyway but but to think to, but to sit around and say, oh, well, they just needed some experience and they're going to grow into it, their young team. No, not on the defense. The defense is in tatters and it's not getting better until they get some talent in here or somebody's injuries don't happen. I mean, the injuries were, were killer this year. The two best players on defense are, are not even there anymore. Marcus May and, uh, and Lawson. And uh, you want to talk – I mean, did you see the pass interference call against Bryce Hall, which was absolutely – oh, my God. You have to watch the highlights of this. Did you see that call?
1: I did not. The the one that set me off was only the Jets can get a 4th and inches call that went their way. And I don't know what kind of magnifying glass that ref had on the sidelines, but only the – literally, even the announcers like, yeah, these calls never get turned around because you literally got to have – some impossible vision. Of course, it gets turned around
0: again. the Jets. Yeah. And so. the guy said it like he didn't do this. Either. There's no way you were able to tell a centimeters difference on that replay. There's no yeah. way. But the officiating was like that all day. I mean, it was really, really bad. And and w- w- one of the one of the calls that was really atrocious. I mean. Yeah, there was a call later in the game where Moore went up for a pass and, and they didn't call a pass interference. It was questionable whether it was a catchable ball, but it should have been called. This Bryce Hall play, the Jets, it was third down and long. The Jets would have had a stop, and and instead it gave him a first and goal. What happened was he, he was going against Dallas Goddard, you know, Mr. Goddard, and and not only was the ball short, it was it might not have been catchable, but he barely touched him. They were, you know, the play before that Hall was was battling hands with a guy and knocked the ball away. I could see them calling a pass interference on that one on this one it was less contact than they had on the one they let go and they and it not only was it just a bad call but it was a freaking backbreaker because it gave them the ball first and goal uh, and you know on, on what should have been fourth down and you're out at a freaking drive atrocious officiating today it, it, it is so bad the jets cannot get any kind of call going their way now let's talk about Mosley for a second. Mosley, I mean, if you didn't see the second half, I can really bitch and moan and freaking and tell you what happened. So the Jets fourth and two for the Eagles, like close to midfield. The announcers. Oh, known. he jumped offside! Yeah. I saw that right. part.
1: I saw yeah. that. I forgot it was Mosley. I saw. I it saw. Was the, that yeah. was the one that kind of made me. That literally made me say, "I rather work than watch the Jets."
0: I know, but the thing is, is that Sala went crazy because a guy on the offense moved a little bit, and they showed a replay, and the guys on the um, and you know, the announcers were like, "Yeah, he did move." So it, it is both an illustration of just how stupid the Jets are, and how the referees don't ever give them a break at all. I mean, you have two two plays in one illustrate just how you know, woebegotten to, to use an SAT word, the Jets franchise is right now. It's just so frustrating to be a fan of this team. Terrible let's let's touch on a couple of
1: positive oh no no i'm sorry you got another i do have one last gripe with the jets and that's uh i i'm very curious about your opinion as good as he looks it's really bothering me that tevin coleman has established himself as a number one back on the jets and i'll tell you why okay i like him he is the multi-purpose back he runs he catches the ball but at this point he's not the jets current nor the Jets' link to future wins. He's going to be a hired gun for the next three years, going to teams where he can be what the Jets originally brought him to be, a backup, a change of pace, a depth guy. The fact that the guy clearly has talent, but he should not be taking away reps from the other two backs we're currently evaluating who have shown promise but definitely have not shown themselves to be the go-to guy that we can kind of exhale and say... Pretty much what we have with Elijah Moore now. Oh, let's give the, let's give this kid the ball. He clearly has playmaking potential, but definitely not a fan that Coleman got the lion's share of the of the reps on offense. Uh, and uh, wanted to hear your thoughts on that.
0: You know, I I didn't really think about it. I, it didn't bother me because. You know, the same the same way with kickers, and we have spoken about this. I am not a big proponent of the running back position either. I think you can find running backs anywhere. I think if you have four of them, you can work in and out and have your special you know, your your goal line guy, a pass catching guy, and you may so if you don't have a a workhorse guy who's gonna be your main guy, which most teams don't, then I'm okay with the interchangeable parts. So I would just give it to whoever's producing. And if Tamvin Coleman's producing I'm all for it. I don't think any of the other guys on the team right now, with the exception of Michael Carter, who's who's hurt, I don't think any of the other guys are going to be an answer either. They were all spare parts as well. So personally, I don't have an issue with it. But I mean, if you if you have a feeling of some sort that one of the other guys could do something, man, who who are the other guys? Ty Johnson and who else? Who am I missing?
1: I don't know. Maybe there's a guy in the practice squad, but like
0: <laughs> at this point. No, but I'm
1: as funny as it is, but the <sighs> imagine I'm, we, we, imagine we give a kid off the practice squad a game and he does a Mike white he runs for 168 yards two touchdowns uh and all well, that's sudden- the other guy
0: that's the other guy he played last week he was he was there this week too um uh, garner is that his name um no, who's the running back who was playing last week and we we're like who the hell is that guy when we were in Houston hold on I'm gonna pull up I'm gonna pull it up but yeah, to your point, if you had a strong feeling that one of these other guys could be something, I would totally agree with you, but I don't I don't see that they have that really. I really don't. I don't I don't okay, see that the Jets have a guy that they're taking time away from for Coleman, so it doesn't bother me. Now, if you told me it had a you know, you had Derrick Henry or or Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott sitting behind him. Then I'd I'd be I'd be screaming about it. But Coleman was was kind of a featured guy for a short time in Atlanta. He split time with um, Devontae Freeman, Freeman, but yeah. they were
1: fantastic together. I yeah. was a big fan of the Jets signing him. Obviously, I didn't expect the season to be another dumpster fire. I thought we could at least with a rookie quarterback. We knew what we were getting into, but I expected a little bit better at this point. So I thought he was a fantastic find and a change of pace guy, not uh, not somebody who yeah. is going to be the main guy. But I, your, your logic absolutely makes sense at this point. Uh, oh. Any hot hand we can produce, let's get him in there.
0: Yeah, well, let's, let's go through the, the, the depth chart. I've pulled it up. Tevin Coleman, number one. Ty Johnson, number two. Ty Johnson, out of the next three guys I'm going to mention, is the only one that can even merit, even remotely, being a guy that you might be taking plenty of time away from, and I don't know that he is, but uh, P- Michael Pirine, I mean, was <laughs> the last oh, time I yeah, saw him on the
1: He's probably going to be gone after this season.
0: Yep. Nick Borden, I never heard of a guy. His number is 48, so he's probably a fullback. And Austin Walter, which is the guy who was um they signed last week, and it looks like they didn't even activate him today, so... I think by default, Kevin Coleman's your guy. I don't know that we have that, anybody else.
1: That, yeah, that definitely answers my question and makes my original point a little stupid. But we take that well,
0: chance every time I open my mouth. Well, uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're men. We're made to feel that way all the time. <laughs> um, no, no. Listen, I don't think it's stupid. And I think it's a valid question. But in the context of what the Jets have, it, it doesn't. I don't. I don't necessarily have a problem with it myself. If if Tevin Coleman's your main guy, that's more. I don't think it speaks to stupid coaching. It's I think it speaks to the lack of talent you have on your – team more than That's, anything
1: yeah, else that i'll go with that as well uh, let's talk a, a little bit of anything positive any any positive takeaways i'll uh i'll jump on those and the two that come to the basically to the forefront for me one and most important one is something you've been pleading with fast start let's let's not be playing catch up let's not be let's not be demoralized by halftime where we have to pull a rabbit out of a hat and redesign the whole game plan. They certainly did that. Uh, Elijah Moore, I'm getting more and more amped up because his timeline of his development is coinciding with what you expect. It's not a super superstar, but just but somebody with talent. About 10 games in, now the speed of the game is starting to slow down. The playbook is starting to become a little more ingrained where he doesn't think about it. And he's showing that if you get the ball in his hands, the kid can do damage. So that makes me excited.
0: I, listen, I One of the points I wrote down in today, listen, I'll read my points to you all in one shot. Usually I give like long things. Here's my points today. Fast start, look great on offense. Kicker, brutal. Defense, fucking horrible. Referees suck. Davis sucks. Let's talk about Davis in a minute. Started out disliking more. Now I love him. And then uh, I, I said the team can't put together a complete game for shit. So I am right there with you on Elijah Moore. I now love the kid, and early in the season I was completely wrong, and I was all over him saying that he didn't, he wasn't living up to the hype, and he, he just looked like he was ready. Yeah, he was a lost rookie. He looks freaking great right now. And if the Jets don't get a number one receiver to go somewhere else, so that guy can be turned loose, then it's criminal.
1: I, I'm just, I'm very excited. He's showing everything I want to see. Get the ball in his hands. He's that. He's that new breed where he's a little bit of a smaller guy, but his speed can do damage. And he's just, they're starting to use him on the end arounds. rounds. Uh, doesn't have to be the, because like Robbie Anderson, see that that's the comparison that comes to mind. But I think they're completely different. Robbie Anderson was an all or nothing guy. He was the guy that you had to hit twice, <clears throat> but his two catches were 60 plus yards each. And one of them probably ended up as a touchdown. And one he was caught on a shoestring tackle elijah moore will take an end around he'll run a slant he'll create damage in that intermediate zone but he can also make a deep play a lot of exciting potential in him
0: i could not agree more the guy has been has been awesome lately and just to get back to the negative for a second i am completely done officially with Corey davis now screw that guy i mean he had a pass that was i mean again at some point you have to help your quarterback out he was active today Oh yeah, he played. He played. He um Oh must have yeah, been really good
1: because I didn't even know he was active.
0: Yeah, he went out a couple of times like with like his groin limping and then came back in. But the one pass that really bothered me was um Wilson actually for once put the ball over the head of the defender. And all all Davis had to do was like catch it. It was it was a little high, but it had to be high because it cause it was a beautiful like Wilson laid it right in there over the defender's head, and where only where only Davis could catch it. It was a little high, maybe his groin affected him, but he didn't even get his hands on it. I'm just I'm I'm done with Corey Davis. And if he was signed for a lot less money and to be like the you know the, the you know the the, the possession. You know, the possession guy or or def or a or a veteran presence or something, I would be okay with it. But this guy was signed to be a number one receiver and he's just trash. He's garbage. I'm done with him.
1: That's terrifying that he's uh, 10 games into a four-year deal. That's a, a pretty mm-hmm. hefty paycheck, and uh, I wouldn't imagine they're going to get rid of him that quick. But that's this, this one is a big stain for Joe Douglas. That's clearly his regime. That's a guy that he identified as going to be the man to help develop the, the young quarterback, and it is looking grim, and it is looking like an
0: obvious miss by each passing game yeah and and i well the the one thing douglas does not do is um backload contracts so i'm pretty sure and i'll go look it up look it up while i'm saying it but Corey davis's deal i'm sure it gives them an out with not too bad a hit after year two so they might only have to suffer one more year before they let him go but let's hope that you know he can (laughs) fucking fourth year guy and i hope he grows into it but maybe he can grow into this a little bit too and you know, and, and be at least somewhat what they expected. Because right now he's he's a liability out there. He's, I mean, he's terrible. And I'm probably being too hard on him, but I mean, I just I don't see anything positive from the guy. I really don't. That's not a good
1: sign. I expected more. I, I signed up for more. I was excited, but he. It's safe to say that sometimes you gotta admit that that I missed my read on him completely. I, I said it's one of two things. It's either he benefits from having Brown and Henry or he is just a young, talented kid who is developing and he's part of the reason that he opens up lanes for Henry. Now, looking back and also taking into account what Tennessee franchise has done over the past four or five years, which is build a consistent winner, there, that management clearly identified that uh, Corey Davis was a huge beneficiary of having a true number one receiver on the other side, A.J. Brown, Right. And having a real monster of a running back and a play action fake, and uh, the guy benefited to the tune of almost a thousand yards and flipped that into a fake number one receiver contract. Good for him. Yeah. Of course, right, it so was. They... Sorry. Yeah, it was. It was the Jets so I had to give it to him, but well, good, good for Corey
0: Davis. If there's anyone who's going to make a bad personnel decision, it's the Jets. Okay, Corey Davis's deal is three years, thirty-seven point five million. First two years are guaranteed. Um, He's got 27 million guaranteed. So it means after next year, if the Jets cut him, they'll only have a $600,000 cap hit, which rather than give him that extra 10 or 12 million, whatever it is, you can bet your ass he'll be out of here if he doesn't improve by the end of 2022. So that's the deal with him. Oh, here it is. Base salary of 7 million this year, 13 million in 2022 and 10.5 in 2023. So he's got a seven this year. They're going to pay him thirteen million to either suck or improve next year, and then they'll probably be out of the deal for uh, at the end of twenty twenty two because they're going to need cap space anyway. You got to figure that some of these guys that they drafted in the last couple of years are going to be due for deals, and um, you know, giving Corey Corey Davis ten million is probably not in the cards. No argument there. All right. um, What else did I want to touch on? Let me just look at my notes real quick. I know I gave them all already, but I was just breezing through them. Um, I think I touched on all of the big things. Started out disliking more Davis sucks. Whatever. Yeah, I pretty much touched on everything I wanted to talk about. Oh, well, I mean, the other thing we could talk about, um, I know I sent you a text, and then right after that, the kicker missed the extra point again. But um, I, it, it is good to see the Jets get out to a fast start for once, and Zach Wilson in particular. I mean, the only other times the Jets have gotten out to a decent start was not him. So to have him come out and look so good on three drives, I mean, three touchdown drives, and if the defense was even decent, not even good, but decent. The jets have a big lead there, you know, uh, obviously that wasn't going to happen. And, you know, I even said to one of my friends, I, you know, that that I talked to during the games, I said, listen, if the jets are going to get into a true shootout, there's no doubt we blink first because they're not going to, they're not going to be able to sustain this, you know? So, and unfortunately it came true, but I am, I am happy that the jets came out looking good. I cannot blame them that much for the second half. Wilson did not look great in the fourth quarter, but he didn't have the ball at all in the third quarter. So, um, so I, I will kind of give a little bit of a pass for the second half on this one. You got a, a team coming back in the fourth quarter completely cold. Hadn't been on the field in, in an hour and a half. I can't really get too upset. Wilson did throw a bad interception late in the game. Yep, that's what Jets- I wanted to mention. That was yeah. a
1: really bad uh, throw that's in the middle of nowhere. I want to quickly throw in while yeah. you were talking. I Just out of curiosity, I, uh, I checked the Jets' stats for the game. Corey Davis had two catches for 15 yards. I just yeah. literally threw up in my mouth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, he was playing hurt. So, but but that, that one – you know, I wish I, I – I, I did record the game. I got What i got to start doing is having these things ready because I want you to see that third and 19th play. 19th. Third and 19th play. That was – absolutely atrocious and then um you know to be able to to show this davis one maybe me it was a quick hit maybe maybe i was wrong maybe it wasn't catchable it was further away from him than i thought but it looked to me like all he had to do was reach up and make a nice catch and they would have been okay but whatever oh this is um <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to look for this catch on third and 19 and and, and the, the eagle they're talking about the eagles and they said um uh blah 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 on 3rd and 19, Minshew found a wide-open Quez Watkins for a first down, helped that Watkins guy simply fell down while trying to cover him, hurt that Minshew, underthrew him, lit- limiting his yak opportunity, and he tripped over a troublesome blade of grass on a... <laughs> that's what I guess that's when he, he went back. Yeah, so um, you, you have to watch that play. If you go look at any of the highlights, look at the 3rd and 19, you'll see what I mean. This guy ran back two or three yards, turned around, and still had enough time to run 10 yards before someone even touched it. So, it was... It was really bad. Um, I don't think I have anything else. Uh, That's it. How about you? Anything? I'm done on
1: my end. Got everything off my chest for this Sunday night. They're
0: they're a freaking train wreck. All right. So how many winnable games do we have on our schedule? Now, take away the fact that they look terrible today because the last three times they looked terrible like this and they won games. People were wrong. So how many truly winnable games do you think they have on a schedule they have the saints next week saints are not That's great outside the dome it's a loss but it's winnable you never know it, okay um, it's okay okay no no god what are you gonna say?
1: no no i say um i was kind of thinking that the, i think saints just have a little too much firepower but i guess we can put it in the category that if we show up it's it is winnable okay
0: <laughs> exactly right it, it's unlikely but it is winnable then they have the dolphins after that on the road um nope. let's, i don't think they win in that one then um jacksonville
1: that's a Got, truly winnable game.
0: Has to be winnable. You're at home against a team from Florida. There's no way you can't freaking tell me that's a winnable game. Then, um, how many games they have? I'm, I'm missing one. I know. I'm, hold on. Schedule, Jets. I know. That they, let's put. They, they, they end the year against the Bucks and the Bills. So the last two games are done. Oh, there's no, too. there's no shot there. So right, right there, they're three and eleven before we even play the games in between. Um, and then there's I, I might be missing. One. Oh Jets. Oh yeah. No, that's it. So it's Saints, Dolphins. Jaguars, Bucks, and Bills. That's it. The Jets have one winnable game and one game that, if you if you give them a kind shake, and things <laughs> go well, then uh, you know they 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 could win. There's no way they beat the Bucks and the Bills, and you, you can't completely discount them hanging with the Dolphins. They're always in these division games, but it's unlikely. So we're looking at four and thirteen in the most likely scenario, and and there is no doubt it could be three and fourteen. Because I have
1: a terrible feeling about the Jacksonville game. We'll talk about it when the day comes. But I'm, I am think Trevor Lawrence is going to light them up.
0: <laughs> okay. I, I, listen, I wouldn't doubt anything. Everybody's lighting them up. I'm pretty sure that we need two more guys. We'll find two more guys on the street. But the guys we had with us last week in Houston, there's nine guys, two more guys. I think we can light the Jets defense up. So that's all. That's, uh, no, much of an accomplishment. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good week. We'll uh let, let's let's get the prediction one in this week somewhere.
1: Absolutely. We'll squeeze it in on Wednesday or Thursday. Alright, have a good week. Take care, bye. bye.